I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. Here come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him all his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, I'll corner my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, God's the limit.
I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. Here come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh-huh. Stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch. All right. Okay, guys, what is going on? Let's hop right into this intro, man. We got a big show here today for you guys. I hope you guys like this beautiful backdrop that was made. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. What is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Seals podcast, man. Another edition of the annual year-end awards, man. We did this in 2020. It was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. It was just me and Sir K sitting on my bed you guys watching 2k video uh video gameplay uh from wwe 2k 20 i think or 19 or something and me and sir k were literally flipping through papers and every time we were getting done we just threw the papers on my floor so it was also a mess to clean up afterwards pretty bad Last year, man, it was one of the best shows, uh, one of my personal favorite shows to do out of the year. It was so much fun to do, so much fun to talk with you guys about, man, and stuff. So, and this year, we have another version of it, man, and this is going to be pretty epic, man. So, if this is your first time watching and you guys do not know how this show works, man, every Monday we're on here with Notorious Unscripted, after Monday Night Raw, and every Friday we're on here at 4 p.m. Central with the news, man. Um, speaking about this past monday's edition of unscripted man that is the the horrible disaster the production disaster whatever you want to call it of the swerve in our glory breakup and the 2022 year-end award previews man we did the previews for you guys man to avoid this show from being three hours However, what we didn't realize, what we realize in hindsight is it just made that episode three hours, but we saved a lot of time on this episode. Yes, we saved saved a lot of time 
for the award show to make it more bearable for you guys to watch. So if you guys did miss the preview, and if you want to hear us shit all over the production nightmare that was the Swerve in Our Glory breakup, you guys can now watch that on all platforms, man. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, again, join us right here after Monday Night Raw every Monday, man. So with that. Okay, apologize for that, but if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Seals podcasts, merchandise, man, you guys can now find this on all platforms, man. Anchor, Spotify, uh, what am I doing? Jesus, you guys can now find this live on the merch shop right now. What the hell? You guys can now find this live on the merch shop right now. Link is at the top of the description of this video, and it is also in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. On our Linktree page, all eight of these beautiful designs and more then just a t-shirt if you want to get a hoodie because of these cold weathers man or whatever you want man they are available again in more than just a t-shirt live on the merch shop right now you got the chicago flag design the chicago skyline design the base logo design the riddler inspired iwc's best kept secret shirt the notorious scratch logo the only community that matters the uncrowned kings of the iwc the biggie inspired shirt and the christmas shirt man so if you guys need it for next christmas being that this christmas just passed you guys can find all eight of these beautiful designs again in more than just a t-shirt on bonfire.com again link is at the top of the description of this video and it is also in either mine or sir k's social media pages man so not hard to find whatsoever man and with that and with that man if this is your first time watching and you guys do not know who we are here at the notorious seals podcast i am johnny mayhem one half of the host of this very show and as for the other half we got my man sir k here how's it going man it's going good, man. It's going good. I've just been out. I've just been chilling out, man. Just been chilling out the normal stuff, man. But usually, Durante to ask, how's life? How's family? Life's good. Family's good. What about you, Durante? Whenever you come in, man. What about you, Logan? Bell? How you guys doing? What about you, bro? How you doing? Yeah, man. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Um, I'm a little sick, as you can see. I'm here drinking my orange juice. Um, hey, there he goes. There he is. Literally a second after. What is going on? What is going on, Durante? As Durante usually asks, man, I'm good. Family's good. And what about you, Durante? And what about you, Logan? What about you, Bell, and everybody else in chat? I know, man. I know we're throwing you guys off. We're here on a Wednesday. We're here on a Wednesday to celebrate the year-end awards, man. But I'm I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Otherwise, man, coming coming down from a little cold, I'm sure you guys could tell on Monday. So... Yeah, man, but yes, you know how much we love you guys, man, and you know how much we uh, appreciate you guys being here, even on days that we aren't usually here. Uh, we tell you guys all the time, man, but uh, on a real note, bro, um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this on the New Year's episode on Friday, but man, thank you guys mm-hmm. from the bottom of my fucking heart, bro. Yeah, two years, you. Two years ago, two years ago, we were sitting here uh, talk, talking in front of nobody. You know what I mean, and we and we loved mm-hmm. every second of Literally. it. But I just want you guys to know how appreciated you guys are, and how much uh, your time is appreciated. Time is so fucking valuable. Um, it's one of the most valuable things in life, and you guys spend a lot of time out of the week uh, watching us and hanging out with us. So, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for a, another great year of growth for the podcast. Again, two years ago, even 
a year and a half ago, we were sitting here with, with nobody, with nobody in chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Sir K were almost numb to it to the point where on my old computer, I couldn't see the OBS. Uh, I couldn't see the YouTube chat on my OBS and I didn't even care because there was nobody in chat anyway. It didn't even matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but exactly. uh, yes, on a real note, um, you guys know, Sir K knows how much this podcast means to me and it is, uh, it is it is truly humbling. It is truly humbling to see people actually here. So thank you guys mm-hmm. so much. We you guys already know how much we love you guys, man. Truly. Yeah, man. Um Thank you guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. So yes. So how the hell are you guys, man? And it seems like all you guys are doing good, which is great to hear. And um Yeah, man. Also, one thing we forgot to mention, and I'm so mad at myself that we forgot to mention this. Um Rest in peace, man, to um, Mr. Brody Lee, bro. It has been, we should have brought this up on Monday, but Mm -hmm. it has been two years since the passing, and I just wanted to come on here and let everybody know we have not forgotten Brody. We still miss Brody very much, and he was so fucking good. And the sky sky truly was the limit for him in AEW, man. I think he would have done some great things, and it Mm -hmm. sucks, but we miss you, and we thank you, Mr. Brody Lee or Mr. Luke Harper. Um... If you want to call him. Yes. Let's just say, no matter what, he is still walking upright. Mr. Brody Lee, man. Exactly. Exactly, man. All right, man. So this is how we're going to fucking do this, bro. This is how we're going to do this. So the order we went in for, the order we went in on the preview is the same order we're going to go in for the uh, for the actual show. So we're going to start you guys off with Shocking Controversy of the Year. So we're going to go in. I'm going to read you guys the list of nominees. We're not going to do any explaining. That was that was for the preview. The only explaining we'll be doing on this episode is the winners. Feel free to question us on our winners if you disagree. It's all good. We know you guys, man, and we know you guys aren't assholes. You're just we're just having some wrestling debates and it's all cool and dandy and it's and that's welcomed here. So, yeah, man, we're going to go into that. We're going to read you guys our winners and then we are going to read you guys our personal runner-ups, man. There is 10 nominees. So, with that, we didn't want to completely shaft everybody, and we wanted to at least give a runner-up. Because last year it was eight, so it was a little bit more decisive, man. But this year, there has been a lot of good shit. This year, honestly, for wrestling, has been such such a good such a good year of uh, for professional wrestling, bro. Such a wild year, but such a good year, man. I mean, so many good matches, so many good runs. So many good, so many, a lot of good shit happened this year um, in wrestling. 100, 110%, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. Definitely. So, yeah, man. So, again, we're going to read you guys the winners, and we're going to read you guys the runner-ups for the, um, uh, for each category, man. So, let's hop right into it, man. Let's start you guys off with the shocking controversy of the year. Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor, the all-out media scrum, Vince's retirement, Cody leaves AEW, Triple H gets head of creative, Andrade trying to get himself fired, the Sasha Banks and Naomi walkout, Vince McMahon attempting to come back six months after his retirement, the Mandy Rose firing, and MJF versus AEW, man. And with that... I'm going to have to go 
for my shocking controversy of the year, I'm going to have to give this one to Vince's retirement. I'm going to have to give this one to Vince McMahon's retirement. This was... Oh, man. I remember... Uh, I told you guys this, the little story I have on it uh, on Monday, man. But this was... Uh, I was driving home from vacation. And, again, I don't recommend this. But I was... Um, I was uh, texting Sir K, uh, because I was so, f my jaw had hit the fucking floor, man. It hit the floor. I know he did not become CEO or he, you know, stepped down as CEO about a month before it. But when you talk about a retirement, that was one of the most shocking fucking things ever to this day, man. So for that Vince McMahon's retirement, that, that is some of the biggest news that would ever come. I, I never thought I would see him step away. Even if he steps away for a little bit and he comes back next year, I never seen him stepping away at all. Even when he stepped down as CEO, he was, uh, he was still there. So he basically didn't step down as anything. And, you know, but when he actually retired, man, shocking, man. But I think Bell said it on Monday, bro, but this was some of the, this was some of the, uh, this was some of the sh most shocking news of the decade, man, um, so yeah, man, and that, and with that, my runner-up goes to the all-out media scrum, that was, uh, quite the, that was quite the extravaganza, man, that fucking media scrum, man, but yes, those are my winners, um, those are, that is my winner and runner-up yeah, yeah. for shocking controversy of the year, man, what do you got, man? My winner, man, it's actually actually the media scrum, man. And driving home from all out is such a great show, man. Such an amazing show. And then a good friend in the back starts playing clips of, of the media scrum. And I just hear CM Punk just going off about this and that. We get home, we do the review, people are talking about it. I, nobody's really believing what happens. Next day comes... It showed that it sparked in AEW was just unbelievable, man. From all the other backstage drama that started up after that to CM Punk being not here at this point still. Now with the Dax Harwood stuff we'll get into on. such a controversy i loved seeing it, it it was like it was fucked up drama but it was kind of fun just watching it all unfold because it was just so fucking chaotic yeah and just seeing them take jabs at each other i love that shit i love that little drama Enter, but, enter entertainment wise yeah that was that was some entertainment was, man. man you could just see you could shit. just see by the his sir k freezing uh-oh Uh, internet's good on my end. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely a great choice, man. Definitely a great choice. Um, and my runner-up, of course, got to go to Vince's retirement, man. Crazy thing. Didn't think it happened, but 
I hope it stays. Yeah, man. Definitely. Definitely, man. So those are our winners for the shocking controversy of the year. And yeah, man. (laughs) All right, man. Moving on to the failed run of the year. The first nominee is Bianca Belair. And then we go into damage control. Edge's Judgment Day, La Faction, and Gobernables, Sammy Guevara, Alexa Bliss, Johnny Gargano, Wardlow, Jade Cargill, and Ronda Rousey. And with that, man, my failed run of the year goes to none other than Wardlow. Bro, I said this on Monday. I kept saying this on Monday. Wardlow broke my heart this year, man. I really thought this was going to be the year. I, I still like Wardlow, you know. I really do. Yeah. I, think, I think he's great. And, but, bro, I mean, on literally every single aspect, on every single aspect, man, Wardlow, Wardlow was supposed to have war pigs. He was supposed to be the savior of the TNT title. He was supposed to transcend his career. He was supposed to be one of the guys that people were talking Originally, he was one of the guys people were talking about to take the AEW championship from MJF. And what happened? You don't hear none of that chatter anymore. You don't hear none of that chatter. He is literally just Wardlow. He is just Wardlow. And yeah, and and that that's that's the end of it. He is literally just there. He had such an underwhelming reign, and again, it broke my heart, man. And again, I still love Wardlow, but my God, was this year supposed to be his year? And I really hope to see Wardlow on career resurgence next year, man, because I am not letting that fucking theme song ever go, Durante. I'm not letting it go, man. I'm not fucking letting it go. He's coming out to War Pigs in 2023. Um, It's going to happen. But regardless... Wardlow broke my heart, man. I love Wardlow, and that and that's why it hurts. And as for my runner-up, I got to go to loser control. I got to go to damage goods. I got to go to jobber control. jobber control and all the other names. My runner-up definitely goes to Bianca. Uh, oh, well, she had a huge part in why they're on the uh, failed run of the year, but... My failed run of the uh, my runner up for failed run of the year goes to EO Sky, Dakota Kai, and Bailey, bro. Now the reason I gave it to Wardlow is because he had a whole year, at least a majority of the year, to do good, and Damage Control did come in in July. Um, but bro, what what the hell? What the hell was this group, bro? Um, this group came in. Was, you know, everybody was saying, including us, that Triple H was single-handedly revamping the women's division by adding this group. And they proceeded to fucking lose everything that they were put in. And it was an absolute disaster of a year for Damage Control. And this is another group I hope to see on Career Resurgence next year. But for the year of 2022, my failed run of the year goes to Wardlow, unfortunately. You broke my heart, Wardlow. You really broke my heart this year, and and a lot of it isn't your fault. Um, and my runner-up goes to Damage Control. Uh, I feel I feel you, man. I feel you, and I feel feel you so much. My winner for Pilgrim is also Lord Love, man. Dude, he was supposed to be AEW's guy this year. He was gonna, he was supposed to be the guy this year, 
speed breakout guy. The one that fucking takes all the spotlight. And it didn't happen. It happened when he broke up with um, MJF. And then turned on him. That shit was awesome. Great start. And then went on to do nothing. Win a TNT title that was already fucked over by Sammy Guevara. And they did the exact same thing they did with Guevara with him. So he didn't save him nothing. He needed saving. And just no war pigs. Not even the war pigs for me. It's just they, they obviously what my theory is they couldn't get it. They, they wanted to and they couldn't. They couldn't get it. So instead of substituting that with another song from that era or doing something cool with his entrance, they just give him his old theme song back, extend the intro, and call it a fucking day. They just killed the presentation of this man. They that was the most important bird. piece they really fit. They did, bro. Like, even with the booking the way it was, it would have not been as bad if he was had a great presentation all the time. I've been like, all right, the book himself, bro, but he's fucking dope. No, not only was he boring, the booking was set, was ass, bro. And I expected so much, so much for Wardlow, man. So much from Tony Khan to not fuck it up, and he fucked it up, man. So, you hate to see that shit. And my runner-up, man, gotta go to fucking failure control, man. Um... <laughs> The reason there's another name on the list because <laughs> they, if you look in the run, they're much more losers than Wardlow is on tenfold. But I didn't expect a whole lot from Damage Control. I thought they were going to be cool and they were going to be good for the women's division. They just didn't end up being. And the reason they're the runner up is because they're such losers that it's like they they, they literally have to be the biggest losers all year. Genuinely, they have to, bruh. So, that's why they're my runner-up, man. They were really, really bad. They were worse than Wardlow, but I cared more about Wardlow and expected more about Wardlow than damage control. So, that's why they didn't get the win, but they're definitely a runner-up, man. But Wardlow, my winner, man, he better be on a career resurgence next year. He better be a part of the the men's category next year. I swear to God, he better be, man. And for damage control, bro, I, I don't even know what you do with this, but at this point, just give up with the fucking group. <laughs> just disband them. Wait for their draft and disband them, bro. You failed. There's no bringing that back. You can't reel that back in, man. Failure yeah. control, jobber control, fucking booking control, something. Booking I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, they sucked, and they're the runner-up, man. Absolutely, man. And again, I hope to see both of them because these are two groups that I really think could do some great things. Um, that's, that's true, Bell. I they don't really do it for me together. They're kind of just they, they look weird together. together. Yeah, they don't fit. Like Yo and Dakota Kai could work, but like Bailey in there mm, for I me, I think split the three up. For me, I'd replace Eo with Tegan. Team Kick and Bailey. and Bailey, I think that'd be fire. And I think Tegan Knox always like was like Bailey was one of her like inspirations for like her style, yeah. so it just makes sense. But um, 
know, man. Well, yeah, I, man. Yeah, I hope to see both of them on 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 uh, career resurgence next year because I really believe that. they can do both. Uh, they can both do great things: damage control and Wardlow. But for this year, unfortunately, they have to be on failed run of the year and failed run of the year runner up. So, moving to our next category, man. We have the worst booking decision of the year. We have the worst booking decision of the year, man. These are the honorable mentions. JBL's return and Jade runs through the roster. In other words, Jade Cargill uh, being booked like Goldberg. You know, that that was the other thing about Wardlow, man. They pretty much just turned dude into Goldberg. They did not do anything with yeah. the guy. <laughs> All right, man. So, on for your actual list. For your actual list, you have... These are the nominees for uh, worst booking decision of the year. You have the JAS editions. The edition of Sammy Guevara. Save that one for last. Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, and Sir Kay's favorite, Anna J. A. S. Dude, Bro. whether it's Seth Freaking Rollins or Anna J, <laughs> I probably hate when they put their fucking nicknames in their real. Oh, I hate it. It's one of my pet peeves, bro. Seth Freaking Rollins. Hey, man, it's Seth Freaking Rollins. Fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> so, um, the additions to the Jericho Appreciation Society Roman two belts from WrestleMania 38, WWE booking Roman Reigns to. Hold both world championships just because it looked cool. And um, eight months later, it it proceeded to fuck absolutely everything up. The acclaimed lose from All Out against Swerve in Our Glory. Walter changing his name to Gunther. I won't ever get over that either. The (laughs) The Miz and Champa pairing. Tommaso Champa. Orange Cassidy pins Adam Cole, being the first one to pin Adam Cole from Beach Break. Austin Theory's Money in the Bank victory. Bianca buries damage control, puts the final nail in the coffin from Extreme Rules. Ring of Honor takes over AEW television, or in other words, image made by yours truly, All Honor Wrestling. And the Dexter and Miz, and you can even insert Johnny Gargano into that. Mr. Wrestling. Mr. F- Mr. Sports Entertainer. Johnny yeah. Sports Entertainer. That's his fucking new name. Don't ever say that ever again. Um, <laughs> Dexter and Miz storyline, and which managed to get Johnny Gargano in the fold. Those are your nominees for worst booking decision of the year. And my winner for this category goes to none other than Roman Two Belts. Bro. This fucked everything up to this day and Vince McMahon literally put the belts on Roman Reigns because he thought it looked cool he had no plans he had zero for this guy he just put both belts on him because he thought it looked cool and then he proceeded to take him off television for half of the summer and the only reason he did come back was because Cody Rhodes got injured And the runner-up for me 
goes to Ring of Honor, takes over AEW television. This absolutely ruined majority of AEW television. It bled into so much of the horribleness of AEW TV throughout the throughout uh, the year. A lot of the bad booking from AEW television this year. A lot of it does come from AEW stuff, but majority of it comes from Ring of Honor absolutely having a stranglehold over AEW television. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, a lot of it uh, does come from our uh, Ring of Honor, ROH, All Honor Wrestling having a stranglehold over AEW television. That, for me, ruined a lot of it. Um, so that is my runner-up, man, and that is my worst booking decision of the year. What a horrible choice. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. My, my winner for the worst booking decision of the year is the reverse of yours, man. ROH takes over AEW TV, bro. First of all, it introduced three, well, technically two people into the company that are just the main of my existence at this point. Fucking... Tony fucking Nice and Josh Woods. Those fucking two, first of all. (laughs) And second of all, it took up so much fucking time from Dynamite every week. It would be the main event. It would be the opener. You'd see it in the middle of a show, twice in a show, three times in a show. And it was all bad loser shit. Satin Am Singh and that fucking trio of dorks. Tony fucking niece, fucking the, the what's that fucking group that um fucking Brian Cage is in the embassy, fucking, the embassy. Those fucking losers, dude. Get that shit off my TV, bro. And it was the and it took half of the TV time for Dynamite since he fucking bought it, man. Gladly, it's looking to be over soon. Thank God, man. But. This fuck everything up. It took time away from the people that we want to see. The, I was about to say Tony fucking, um, Ricky Starks, Hook, Jungle Boy, all those guys. Fucking, who the fuck am I thinking of? There's a Darby Allen, that circle. Dude, everybody that we like on AEW TV that are AEW guys had been taken off TV for Satin and Singh. Tony fucking niece, the embassy. Like those, all those people suck, bro. And we have to see their titles. And the only time I like seeing their titles is when it's on the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, uh, how can I forget about the kingdom? Oh, the fucking kingdom, <laughs> dude! You fucking wasted your goddamn budget on the kingdom. We need to see those dudes are stunts. First of all, they suck anyway, so I'm glad they're not on TV. But fire them immediately. They are garbage. Half of this ROH roster sucks. And they really think that people are going to watch ROH, bro. I know I ain't. I want that fucking roster. What you, you think I want to watch Prince? What's his fucking name? Prince Anonima versus fucking Tony fucking Nice? The fuck out of here, bro. That's not us, but man, it just man. took up some. Still, bro. You never know what Tony Khan is. Yeah, you want to see him versus Tony Nese? Is that what you guys want to see? I don't. Fucking, I don't, man. And my runner-up, man. Roman two belts, bro. It took up, speaking of taking up, fucking taking up shit, 
took the titles, bro. No, Raw got no title. SmackDown basically had no title because he held it. He held it. No world titles. Felt like fucking Brock is back, man. And just been horrible. All to make him look cool when it doesn't even really look cool. It would look cool if there wasn't a blue fucking title next to him. Maybe if it was the the WWE title in like big gold, he would look cool. He don't look cool with those two fucking monstrosities. He doesn't, bruh. It took time away from TV, like the ROH thing to AEW. Horrible man. My runner-up, man, but my, my decision had to go to ROH, bro. All honor wrestling, that sick-ass image is a bait in my existence, bro. Absolutely, bro. Abs- absolutely. And this might get that much worse because uh, there is a story. We'll, we'll go over it on Friday. There is a rumor. I got to do more digging to see if it's a rumor or if it's an actual story. But there is a going rumor on how Roman Reigns will drop the WWE Championship, and it is not good. It is not good. So if you wasted a year of our time with Raw being basically useless because Roman Reigns having to have both of these championships, if you wasted a whole year of that to do what I seen... Oh, man, that's not going to be good, bro. That's not going to be good whatsoever, bro. Moving on to our next topic, man. So those were our winners for the worst booking decision of the year, man. And on to our next topic, man. We have the breakout star of the year. With the first nominee, man, we have Solo Sokoa, the acclaimed Daniel Garcia, Jamie Hayter, Tony D'Angelo, 2.0, Santos Escobar, Wheeler Yuta, Ricky Starks, and Logan Paul. Now, another thing I want to say about Breakout Star of the Year, just in case you were not able to watch the preview. The Breakout Star of the Year, you've seen a lot of people, you see, you're seeing a lot of people on this list that you've seen last year, and that is because last year we completely butchered the idea of what a breakout yeah. star was a breakout star uh last year last year a lot of the was introduction people they did not break out they were just introduced to us now in wwe you might see this a little bit more times than often because santos escobar he might be on breakout star the next year for breaking out on the main roster Tony D'Angelo might be on the next year for breaking out on the main roster. But on NXT, these two guys broke out. Solo Sokoa, honestly, this year broke out in both, if you want to ask Mm -hmm. ask me. Um, A breakout star of the year, the definition that we're going to go with from now on is people that are put in these big situations and they thrive in, not just people that are being introduced to us. So that is the... Uh, that is the uh, little definition change or the fix, rather, that we did of Breakout Star of the Year. So again, Solo Sokoa, The Acclaim, Daniel Garcia, Jamie Hayter, Tony D'Angelo, Cool Hand Ange, and Daddy Magic of 2.0, Santos Escobar, Wheeler Yuta, Ricky Starks, and Logan Paul. And with that, my Breakout Star of the Year, or breakout stars rather go to none other than the acclaimed anthony bowens 
and Max Caster, Platinum Max, and even you could even throw Daddy Ass in there of the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. These guys were on Breakout Star of the Year last year. That was really more of an introduction year for them. This was their true breakout year. This was the year they really went from losing last year. They lost uh, basically single-handedly to Sting against Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, and this year, they they had uh, a Match of the Year nominee. They had uh, Daddy Ass had a career resurgence of the year. You know, um, he was a nominee for career resurgence of the year, rather. And they won the AEW Tag Team Championships this year, man. And they became the most overact in the entire company to the point mm-hmm. where a lot of people towards the end of the year shrugged off FTR for the acclaimed. Yep. That's crazy. And that is the overness of the acclaimed man. So congratulations to Anthony Bowens and Max Caster of the acclaimed man for winning my breakout star of the year. Tremendous year uh, for these guys. And I hope to see them um, on, I hate, I hope to see them continuously be one of those teams every year that we put on a, um, Tag team tag of the team. year category, man. And they're Definitely headed that man, way if they stay on this pace, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And with that, my runner-up goes to none other than Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta. Uh, bro, last year, Wheeler Yuta was damn near useless, bro. Uh, he was hanging around with the best friends. He was oh. hanging around with Orange Cassidy. He was hanging around in that group because Trent got hurt. So he, he of all people was the replacement and he was an absolute dork Mm -hmm. this year. They took him away from the best friends. They put him in the Blackpool combat club and you just seen his career transcend through the ranks of AEW, man. There was a point around double or nothing. And I seriously still resent AEW for not putting him on double or nothing being at the time. He was one of their most over acts. Wheeler Yuta, I remember Durante told us earlier in the year, Wheeler Yuta was one of his favorite professional wrestlers, and rightfully so. He was having banger matches, whether it was on Ring of Honor, whether it was on AEW television, whether it was in a singles, whether it was with the Black Bull Combat Club. My man's knocked it out of the park and therefore rightfully earned himself the runner-up for the breakout star of the year, man. What a year for Wheeler Yuta and the acclaim, man. Those are my winners and runner-ups, man. Definitely, definitely, man. My winner, man, also goes to the acclaimed, man. I mean, they were we 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 liked them last year, and you know, a couple other people did, but um, and they 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 got good pops and they got cool reaction, man, last year. But nobody really cared about them last year, man. And then this year, man, as the winter implies, they broke out, man. They started getting hot. They got daddy ass, which was just hilarious, bro. And they started the scissor thing, which just took off in its own right, man. It's it's just dope. It's just dope, man. You love to see a rise like that, man. Especially with the reactions of that match all out, man. You don't get that shit normally, man. That was a once-in-a-career opportunity, and it happened, man. And the acclaimed 
they're awesome, bro. I love the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed, and they're just cool. They're fun, and they're genuinely great in the ring. They can tell great stories, man. They've it's just been an amazing breakout for me. And my runner-up, man, none other than Ricky Starks, man. I do love Yuta. Yuta is great, man. But Ricky Starks, man, he he's my runner-up because I didn't think he could ever be this good to me. You know what I mean? I used to hate this dude when he first started in AEW. I thought he was just bland, annoying, and not that good. And now he's one of the best, one of my favorites, man. He's fucking great. Love, love Ricky Starks, man. I love what he did with Hobbs. I love what he's doing by himself. And I'm so glad they're actually keeping up with him so far. Thank God, man, because with the few they put the acclaimed in recently, it's not looking the greatest for the acclaimed for their path, man. But amazing, amazing rise this year. And you don't see that shit anywhere else. Like you said, they took the popularity from FTR, bro. How do you do that, bro? They did it, man. Just because they're high, cool, and fun. My winner goes to the acclaimed, man. My runner-up to Ricky Starks, man. Absolutely, man. Those are two great choices, man. That is two great choices. How do you feel about this, man? Logan says, Wheeler, unfortunately, fell off for me. He definitely did have a bad period where they focused a lot more on Daniel Garcia. But I think yeah. it's starting to look up now. Yeah, I think with the exit of William Regal, I think William did a lot of good to almost kind of put a lot of the focus back on Wheeler Yuta um, mm-hmm. by letting the guys know to, uh, you know, make sure that he becomes one of the best professional wrestlers ever, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I love that. Um, and yes, we, Wheeler had a great year, man. We learned a great year. He did have a bit of a down period. So I, I definitely see that, but, um, unfortunately in AEW, that's what happens more times than not. And next man, we're going to talk about the moment of the year. Moment of the year, man. These are your honorable mentions. MJF's villain origin from Dynamite on February 23rd. Cody reveals his torn peck from Hell in a Cell. Uncle Howdy physically arrives to save Bray Wyatt from SmackDown on December the 16th. William Regal's farewell address to the BCC from Dynamite on December the 8th. MJF and William Regal's promo from Dynamite October 18th. And Sami Zayn gets christened the honorary Oos from SmackDown August 23rd, man. And with that, these are your nominees for Moment of the Year. This is your official list, man. We have Wardlow's turn. Wardlow turns on MJF from Revolution. Uncle Howdy reveals himself, the ghost of the man who killed the world promo. I would put that, but it was way too long. MJF's pipe bomb from Dynamite on June 1st. Cody Rhodes comes back to WWE. Oh, by the way, the Uncle Howdy thing is from SmackDown on October the 28th. Cody comes back to WWE from WrestleMania 38. Jey Uso accepts Sami Zayn into the bloodline. From Survivor Series War Games, Ricky Sark's star-making promo from Dynamite on December the 9th. The Step Up or Get Stepped On promo 
from Mr. William Regal himself from March 9th. Uh, in other words, the formation of the Blackpool Combat Club, the first promo. Um, CM Punk's first AEW title win from Double or Nothing. Wheeler Yuta proves himself to the Blackpool Combat Club from Rampage April the 8th. And the We Are Chicago promo from none other than CM Punk from August 31st, man. And with that, my winner, and Logan says it here, this took me so long to come up with a winner for my winner for moment of the year goes to none other than the MJF pipe bomb from dynamite on June 1st, bro. This was probably one of the best promos not probably this was top three in the best promos I've ever watched in my entire life. This was so good. And I remember being so shocked listening to him, cut this promo to him. Absolutely go off on AEW going off on AEW management and the cherry on top of the cake, man calling Tony Khan a fucking mark and telling and screaming at him to fire him live on television it doesn't get any better than this man this is the modern I don't give a fuck what anybody says this is the modern CM Punk pipe bomb this is one of the best pipe this is this is going to be pipe one of the pipe bombs of the decade Mm -hmm. definitely man um and that is why it got uh or not pipe bombs of the decade one of the promos of the decade rather there's a and and that's another thing there is only few things that i will ever put pipe bomb in front of a lot of people overuse it i could tell you in this situation that is not an overused term that was a fucking pipe bomb that was one of the best promos Mm i by the time by the time i by the time i'm ready to croak that will be one of the be- that will be one of the best promos that I will probably have ever seen in my lifetime and I'm stamping my name to that that was that was magic on that night man and my runner up goes to Cody Rhodes coming back to WWE from WrestleMania 38 so this um this was interesting man this was interesting so we're not actually talking about the return itself we're not talking about the 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 return itself, man. Uh, we are talking about just the moment in itself of Cody Rhodes coming back to WWE. Usually, we don't put stuff like returns on here because we like to save moments for more of things like a promo or something like that, or like a title win or s- some kind of moment. But Cody Rhodes, the principle of Cody Rhodes just stepping back into a WWE ring, is is the moment in itself. So this wins runner up for me again. Um, you know, this, 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 I believe I tweeted it out at WrestleMania, man. Uh, when WrestleMania took place, this was something, this was something that, uh, I felt like we were in the twilight zone, man. It really did. It felt like this was something that we were never supposed to see. And here it is. It felt like, uh, something that, again, something that was impossible, 
a couple years ago was unfolding before our very eyes. I'll never forget calling Logan on FaceTime and, and seeing your face. And when you seen my face, you started busting up laughing. So uh, it, it was a moment, man. It was a moment to say the very least. So for that, it wins my runner up for moment of the year. Um, but not to be slighted, man, because it was a huge one. Huge year for moments in wrestling. Definitely, man. Huge year. My winner is the same as yours, man. That MJF pipe bomb. She was nuts, bro. She was nuts. Um, You don't see promos like that. No. Like, ever. So, it was it was just crazy, man. It was just crazy. It was awesome. Seeing a man go off like that from what at the time... We could, I could have easily seen as being 100% true, everything you were saying. I think, in retrospect, there's definitely truth to it. But now, with the retrospect of him being back and how he's acting, I think there's a little bit of the work you spice in there, definitely, man. Because, I mean, Tony Khan, you can't just let your fucking employee go out there and call you a fucking mark on live television. That obviously awesome. was, you know, okayed upon. But, man, there was definitely frustration in MJF at the time. And that just fed into it, man. And it was just fucking awesome, man. Who else can call their boss a fucking mark on live TV to ask him to fire me, to fire you, and later in the year you win the world title, bro? Only MJF, man. He truly is one of the best, bro. One of the future, the future guy, if you ask me, man. And you just love to see it. So... It had to go to the MJF pipe bomb for me, man. It was it was something I remember to this day in detail, man. And my runner-up, it's got to go to Cody. Man, okay. I didn't believe it. You know, even while it was happening, I couldn't believe it, bro. Seeing those fucking, that, those trons and seeing that little fucking floating 3D graphic of his logo was just like, I, I didn't believe it. I didn't fucking believe it. Seeing the fucking rise from the Cody Vader... That shit was fire, man. That that is crazy looking back. I was kind of annoyed at the time, and I, I was I was laughing at his ass to be honest with the decision he made. And if Vince wouldn't have stepped down, we would have been right in that fucking decision that we fucking shitted him on. But I think with Triple H, it can work out well, man, and I hope it does. And that moment was just it was it was it was the mania moment of the year, man. That's what people remember mania for is Cody coming back man absolutely and uh logan that is an absolutely awesome reason to have cm punk's first world title win as your moment of the year that is awesome and you will cherish that moment for for the rest of your life my brother um 100 bro 100 um yes so um yeah man yeah that was that was insane man that was insane you know um Yes, Cody Rhodes coming back. Cody Rhodes coming back to WWE was a moment that, again, like I said, it felt like something impossible that we were never supposed to see uh, was happening before our very eyes. So that made it uh, crazy, man. That made it crazy. Um, and with that, let's move on to the letdown of the year. The honorable mentions for letdown of the year. L.A. Knight's call up now. Thankfully, L.A. Knight is back to L.A. Knight now. But when he got called up, he looked like that. And he was Max Dupree. And that was just so... 
I just as I started to like him in NXT, well, not well, I had liked him for a while at that point, but bro, just, just you know, just as I was excited for the guy to get called up, they call him up and he looks like that, and it just completely fucking ruined everything. Drew McIntyre loses at Clash at the Castle. Man, I was watching this back the other day, mm-hmm. bro. Oh my god, that should have been his moment. That spear at the end, and then he hits him with that three, two, one, and you get that reaction that he should have got at WrestleMania 36. The three, two, one, and the whole fucking crowd says it, and then he fucking kicks him, and then that should have been the moment. But I digress. So heartbreaking. And the Ruby Soho booking. Ruby Soho was supposed to be the first TBS champion, but lo and behold, Tony Khan has got a hard on for Goldberg and making wanting to make people like Goldberg. So insert Jade Cargill, uh, somebody who can't wrestle, um, getting an undefeated streak. So regardless, and then she had a chance to win the Owen, and she would have been the perfect person to do so, and they gave it to Britt Baker. Just so upsetting, so upsetting to be a fan of Ruby Soho throughout the year, man. Um, For things that are unfortunately not her fault, man. But she is somebody I hope to see on career resurgence next year. And same with L.A. Knight, man. You know, it's a little too late in the year to do a career resurgence for him this year. But if the plans are anything of uh, what we're hearing for him and Money in the Bank... I hope to see him on a men's superstar of the year or a career resurgence next year. But on for the uh, uh, on for the actual list for letdown of the year. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar from the Royal Rumble, the All Atlantic Championship. No war pigs for Wardlow. There is a reason I put a picture of him handcuffed to that. The TBS Championship, Undisputed Era in AEW, the Dynamite Overrun Dud. Women's wrestling in general across both companies. Uh, CM Punk's AEW departure. The awful men's Royal Rumble match. Let alone the pay-per-view. And Wardlow's rise. Yes, Wardlow makes the list twice. And with that, my winner for letdown of the year goes to none other then CM Punk's AEW departure. Bro, I remember waking up, man, and I remember the day after waking up from All Out, you know, we knew that they got in a fight. Or no, we didn't. No, we didn't know. We, didn't? we knew mm-hmm. that CM Punk went the fuck off. Nobody knew if it was a work or a shoot. And I remember waking up the next morning, and you told me that, he punched one of the young bucks. We all now know that to be Matt Jackson, but he punched one of the bucks. And from there it was downhill. And that all culminated to hearing the news that CM Punk is likely to be finished with all elite wrestling. And it was so, so heartbreaking. And it was such a letdown because all of his stuff on screen was so fucking good. Minus that little John Moxley hiccup, where he like lost the belt to him in a minute. Minus that. It was so fucking good, man. I mean, you think about the feud with Darby. You think about the feud. You think about you think about the feud with Eddie Kingston. You think about the feud with MJF. You think about the feud with Adam Page. 
everything he did was pretty fucking good. Even his promo battles with John Moxley were so good, man. They were so good. And to see all of that let go, man, and to see all that, um, to see all of that left on the table, to see all of that left on the table because of backstage antics was so upsetting, bro. It was so fucking upsetting and it is such a letdown. And for anybody that has watched me through the year, you will know my runner-up easily goes to No War Pigs for Wardlow, bro. The night after Double or Nothing, he was supposed to come out to War Pigs. He even tweeted out a video, a video of him, a little uh, edit of his highlights behind War Pigs. And he never used it. Instead, Tony Khan went went with the route of making him the Goldberg. He tried to make Jade Cargill and Wardlow his Goldbergs for each division. Bro, get over it. Um, dude, no war pigs for Wardlow genuinely upset me to my core. And it is something that still upsets me to this very day. And I'm not going to stop petitioning for it. And it is what it is. You guys are just going to have to live with it. Um, because I'm not going to stop. I will not stop. And he's going to come out to War Pigs one day. I know that for a fact. And it is. Uh, it was so upsetting. Again, Wardlow, you broke my heart, man. They fucked up his presentation so hard on the year. They fucked his presentation up so hard, man. This was supposed to be the year of Wardlow, and it was not that he was supposed to come out to War Pigs, and he came out to some trashy Goldberg remix, uh, and they tried to make his presentation like Wardlow, and again, it broke my heart, man. So those are my winners and runner-ups for the letdown of the year, man. What you got, my man? We share the same winner, man. It's got to be the CM Punk AEW departure, man. Just... The way it happened, man, it's just fucked, man. Just last time we saw him, he was eating a fucking muffin, bitching, and that was the last time we saw him, man. It's it's just so disappointing. He's CM Punk. It was the return of the decade that happened, and one year later, he's out because of drama, man. You hate to see shit like that, man. It was It's so disappointing, and I hope and I feel like it could change within 2023, man, but... At the end of the day, it still happened, man. It was still super disappointing for all the parties involved, man. And it's just, you hate to see stuff like that. You really do, man. And I really hope that they could reverse it, man. Because I don't want to, I don't know what the last image of CM Punk to be the one you guys are looking at. That was the last image of CM Punk, bro. How how upsetting. What a letdown. It better not be, man. It better not be, man. Well, my runner-up goes to women's wrestling, man. Dude, it's been ass this year. From AEW to WWE, that shit has just been ass. Bianca Belair, although she put on great matches, her booking was ass. Ronda Rousey, it's all entirely is ass. You could end there, yeah, just say her name. Exactly. <laughs> fucking Britt Baker was fucking atrociously annoying this fucking year. Um, Dan- loser control. Um... All, all that shit, man. All that shit. So, it's got to go to women's wrestling, man, as my runner-up band. And although I think it is looking up, I'll make a bold prediction and say that 2023 
AEW will have better women's wrestling than WWE, which some might never think would happen. But that's happened going down in my opinion. It's it's sadly, bro. Sadly, but those are my winners and runner ups, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely, yeah, man. I mean, everywhere from Thunder Rosa to Interim to Jobber Control, I'm bad across the board. I definitely agree with you on that. And for the return of the year, the honorable mentions go to Jeff Hardy from Dynamite on March the 9th and the House of Black return from Thanksgiving Eve Dynamite on November 23rd, man. And for your actual list, for your actual list, you have Keith Lee. Keith Lee from Dynamite February 9th. Soraya from Grand Slam. Cody Rhodes from WrestleMania 38, The Elite's return from Full Gear, Claudio Castagnoli's AEW debut from AEW and New Japan's Forbidden Door, Swerve Strickland from Revolution, William Regal from Revolution, Bray Wyatt from Extreme Rules, MJF from All Out, and Samoa Joe from Supercard of Honor. All great debuts, man. All great debuts. Uh, A lot of them have been so good. A lot of them have been so good in the long run, like a Swerve and a Keith Lee. But with that, man, my winner goes to pretty much everybody on the list. My winner goes to Bray Wyatt from Extreme Rules, man. Dude, this was such a long time coming for me. I mean, you guys remember, Sharkay remembers every single fucking AEW pay-per-view. I was like, man, I think this is going to be the one, bro. I think Bray's going to show up, especially at Revolution when those motherfuckers had fireflies in the crowd. You had Sting saying run just like Bray Wyatt does. Um, You had, man, I mean, you had... uh. You had a year, a year of torment for me of just missing this man's creativity um, and for it to all culminate at Extreme Rules for Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle to get done and Triple H plays his little trademark logo in the corner to make us think the show's over and the lights go out. We start here, the whole wide world in his hands, a different version of it. You've seen the Firefly Funhouse come to life. You've seen... The Firefly Funhouse with cobwebs all over it. What a fucking dope visual that was. Uh, what a dope visual that was. I was on mm-hmm. FaceTime with Sir K, and we were absolutely losing our fucking minds. Um, uh, the dope visual, the cobwebs on the Funhouse, and then the Firefly Funhouse theme playing on the TV, but then it's slowly fading out. Bray Wyatt walking out with the mask on, which now we know to be the Uncle Howdy mask. Him taking it off, looking right down the camera lens like I am right now and saying, I'm here. And then blowing his lantern out. What an awesome visual. And up until then, the slow burn of the of the uh, short wick of Bray Wyatt's temper, as you can say, has been so cool. Uncle Howdy, awesome. Everything has just been done to a fucking T, man. Everything has been done to a T. And for that... It is my return of the year. And my runner-up right right behind him is none other than Cody Rhodes from WrestleMania 38. You know, in the moment, I soured on this a little bit. I soured on the return a little bit, man. 
Um, you guys could just go back and look at our unscripted titles. I really soured on Cody's return because uh, I was a little upset, you know, being uh, being a big fan of AEW, that he would go back to WWE against everything he said. But once you get your head out of your ass and you look at things for what they really are, this return has been fucking awesome, man. This return has been awesome. He's coming back to tell a beautiful story, and I hope WWE lets him tell that beautiful story, and it is going to be an awesome one. He put on a trilogy, one of the trilogies of the year, along with FTR and the Briscoes with Seth Rollins. Uh, definitely one of the best trilogies out of the year, and, and it has been great up until this point, along with the return itself of... Seeing those Trons, seeing seeing uh, the look on Seth Rollins' face, seeing the crowd go nuts, um, hearing his theme song play, seeing him just like he was in AEW, it was the whole nine yards, uh, and, and it is it has been great, man. It has been great, for sure. So that is why Cody Rhodes lands my runner-up for return of the year right next to the actual winner, none other than Mr. Bray Wyatt himself, man. Definitely, man. Definitely. I have the reverse, man. My winner, man. It's Cody, man. That shit was just crazy. It was unbelievable. It was crazy. The return itself was nuts, like I, I said earlier, man. From seeing the Trons and that fucking, those godforsaken CGI monstrosities that they put on your fucking screen, hearing that theme song, coming up with Cody Vader, man. It, it was all perfect, man. And it was just so surreal, man. I didn't believe it for the longest time. And and after that, the return itself was, was awesome, man. He was having great matches with Seth. He was the only good part about Monday Night Raw while he was there. Um, he got injured, and with his injury, he did the craziest thing ever. Wrestled with a torn pick. It was horrible. It was horrific. It was brutal. I still, to this day, would say he shouldn't have done it just because you, you can't let that become an okay thing. You know what I mean? Cody's the type of guy to do it, man. Okay. And all props to him, man. Cody, he's Cody for a reason, man. I hope come WrestleMania in WrestleMania 39, he wins the big one, man. And I ain't talking about the U.S. title, man. <laughs> and my runner-up, man, ah. has to go to Bray Wyatt. I mean, it, it's a Wyatt return. I mean, it was, it was gonna, if it, no matter where he returns, it was gonna be uh, either the winner or the runner-up, man. And it's awesome, man. It really is. Um, the return itself was really awesome the way they did it. And I overall, like this storyline, man, it could go either way. It could go south. It could go great. I hope it goes great. So we'll just see how it plays out, man. But it was a great return. Definitely my runner-up. But that Cody moment had to be my winner, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Both great returns. I don't. I, I try not to use this word a lot. I know sometimes I do, and I sl- and, and I slip up and I say this word, but then I take it back right afterwards. Uh, epic. Uh, I remember I said mm-hmm. Gals and Anderson's return was epic, and I comp- and I took it back right afterwards because sometimes you slip up and, and use words that you don't actually uh, mean to use for a situation. And I can genuinely say wholeheartedly though that these. These two returns are the embodiment of an epic return. I mean, this was awesome, mm-hmm. both of them across the board. And yes, I, I am very glad that that we uh, got our head out of our ass for for the Cody situation, man, because it has been awesome. Definitely. And mm-hmm. next, 
We are going into show of the year. We're starting off with Revolution, Double or Nothing, Forbidden Door, All Out, Full Gear. Uh, for the AEW side and for the WWE side, we have WrestleMania Night One only, SummerSlam, Clash at the Castle, Extreme Rules, and Survivor Series. Notice four out of the five shows have been tri- have been Triple H produced. Do not come back, Vince McMahon. Those are the nominees for show of the year. And my winner for show of the year goes to none other than Revolution. Revolution was such a stack show from top to bottom. This show has everything I was looking for on it. And it's crazy that uh, this was their first show of the year, man. This was their first show of the year. And to me, it was the best one, bro. This one had... Jericho versus Kingston in the open. Um, Jericho versus Kingston in the open. This one had the dog collar match with MJF and CM Punk. This one had Adam versus Adam. Page versus Cole for the AEW World Championship. This one had the um, this one had that six man with Darby and Sting and Sammy Guevara. Uh, that was fucking fire. Uh, the ladder match, the grab the brass ring ladder match, and who can forget the triple threat, Red Dragon versus Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. This show, from top to bottom, minus the AEW women's match with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, was fucking incredible. This was an amazing show. This actually, this show actually featured... Probably the only Jade Cargill for the year, uh, the only Jade Cargill match for the year that I liked, the one with Ty Conti. We, I genuinely, I said this on Monday, I have not seen her improve since. Not to mention, we got the debuts of Swerve and William Regal on this show, and we also seen John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. What a complete show was Revolution. And the runner-up for mm-hmm. me goes to one of the best WWE main roster shows I've seen in a very long time, Clash at the Castle. This had two nominees for Match of the Year on it. This had Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, one of my favorite matches out of the year, and one of the best IC title matches I've ever seen, probably the best IC title match I've ever seen in my entire life. Walter versus Sheamus. What a fucking awesome show. This also had Seth versus Matt Riddle. This had a damage control match that they actually won. This had the tag team match with Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day. What a fucking bonkers crowd that was um, for Edge, bro. I mean, that was amazing. That was incredible. What an awesome show. And hats off to WWE for putting on a great show. One of the best WWE shows I've seen in a very long time. Most likely ever, to be 100% honest with you. Such an awesome show, bro. Those are my show of the year and runner-up for 2022, man. Who you got? Hell yeah, man. My winner, it's got to go full gear, man. Just amazing, man. Amazing through and through. Besides that Jade Cargill match, every match on the main card was awesome, bro. It was either great or just good, man. From the Fatal 4-Way with Chris Jericho, man, that was really fucking good. Really fun. Really awesome, bro. The triple threat of Joe Hobbs and Wardlow was fucking amazing. Soraya's first match back in how what was it five years? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, five. Twenty years. 
five. Five years. So Ray's first match in five years, although it was against Britt Baker, it was awesome, man. Um, um, for the Elite Return, their first match against um, Death Triangle, man. Shit was heat, bro. Loved seeing them return, man. And shockingly, it had a fucking amazing Rhodes match. When was the last time at an AEW pay-per-view had a great fucking women's match that's among one of the best on that show? I couldn't tell you, man. Jamie Hayter and fucking and um, Tony Storm fucking blew it out the water, man. I was so shocked with how good that match was. And I had a great Jamie Hayter win, man. And Sword of Our Glory were there. Well, Sword of Our Glory versus The Acclaimed. Amazing match. Great way to end that feud, man. And then MJF winning the world title, man. Come on, man. Come on. Through and through. My favorite show for AEW, man. And my runner-up, man. It, it, it went to Revolution, man. I really liked Revolution. Definitely think it, it was either, to most people, the first or second best. To me, it was the second best. Great matches, man. Yeah. Great moments. The only good Jade Cargill match I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> in all around a great show, man. I understand why you put it as your number one, man. But my number one had to go full gear. No question about that. Can't hate you at all for that, man. It was a fantastic show. Moving on to the most controversial topic, man. Match of the year. Match of the year, man. These are your honorable mentions for match of the year. Blood and Guts from Dynamite on June 29th. MJF versus CM Punk. The dog collar match from Revolution. The men's war games match from Survivor Series War Games. Chris Jericho defending the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship against Claudio Casagnoli, Brian Danielson, and Sammy Guevara from Full Gear. Wheeler Yuta versus John Moxley from Rampage on April 8th. And Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. Okay, you just talked about this one from Full mm-hmm. Gear, man. And those are your honorable mentions, man. Full Gear. Full Gear had some bangers, man. Full Gear had some bangers. That mm-hmm. Fatal Four Way was. A banger, man. It really was. So, moving on to the actual nominee list for match of the year. We have FTR versus the Briscoes from Final Battle, the double dog collar match. Walter versus Sheamus from Clash at the Castle for the Intercontinental Championship. The Blackpool Combat Club, Santana, Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston versus the Jericho Appreciation Society, Anarchy. In the arena from Double or Nothing. The Elite versus the United Empire from Dynamite on August 31st. Edge versus Finn Balor in the I Quit match from Extreme Rules. The House of Black versus Death Triangle from Double or Nothing. Swerve in Our Glory versus The Acclaimed from All Out. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins in the Hell in a Cell match from Hell in a Cell. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre for the undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Championship from Clash at the Castle. And Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship from WrestleMania 38. Wow, what a year for matches, man. So much so, uh, we told you guys this, you know, we told you guys this. Uh, Unfortunately... There were a lot of matches that had to be left off. But hey, there was a lot of good matches this year, man. And with that, my winner for match of the year goes to none other than 
Swerve in Our Glory versus The Acclaimed from All Out. This match was so, so fucking good, man. This match was so good. I even, I think it even added to it being in the crowd. Everybody wanted to see The Acclaimed win. And you genuinely seen uh, just real emotion from people when they lost. There was a lot of sadness. It was like a dark cloud came over the arena. Um... So it was like a dark cloud came over the arena, but bro, this match was so fucking good. And I'm genuinely, I said this on Monday, but I'm upset. I'm upset that there is, I'm upset that there is only, uh, that there's not a lot of people putting this match on their match of the year list, man. And I mean, Hey, we had to shift, we had to shaft a lot of matches, so I get it, because to, this year was just a great year for professional wrestling. Great. Before, oh, yeah. Before our personal favorites, man, this was the list me and Sir K came up with, man, of matches that were not only good, but matches that we were also emotionally invested into. That is another key component for match of the year, and bro, this match had everything in it, man. Dude, the the countless the uh the time the countless kickouts from the acclaim uh were so fucking good, man. Uh Daddy Ash trying to rally them on. Max Caster picking up Keith Lee like John Cena used to pick up the big show for the attitude adjustment. Um the double stomps where they uh the, the swerve in our glory power bomb double stomp where I believe Bowens kicked out, dude. This match had everything in it, man. This match met all my needs. This one, for me, was match of the year. So congrats to these two teams because Swerve in Our Glory was never supposed to perform at this caliber, man. They were never supposed to be tag team champions, as a lot of people say. And they proved a lot of fucking people wrong. And they had such a great year. And and, and the acclaimed as well. For my breakout star of the year. And again, they had a great, great match here, man. Uh, shout, uh, shouts out to both teams, man. And as for my runner-up, I'm going to go with Anarchy in the arena from Double or Nothing, the Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. I have never seen anything like this match, and this and this match was just so good. Off the charts, off the fucking charts how good this match was. This was so good, bro. I mean, seriously, this was so chaotic. Wild Thing playing added such a different and just so such a badass feel to the match. Jericho being the prick heel and pulling out the soundboard, bro. I mean, dude, it, it was so good. It was so good. This match was so fucking good, man. And in the end, the Jericho Appreciation Society picked up the victory to add to a great year for that faction in itself man but taking nothing away from the blackpool combat club santana ortiz and eddie kingston because this match was so good it was so good and i feel so bad because there's so many matches on match of the year candidate that i left out if there was a runner runner up it would go to walter and sheamus men but unfortunately there can't be, but what a great year for match quality and professional wrestling, man. Absolutely insane. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. It's been, it's been a great year. My winner is the same as your man. But Swerve in our glory versus the acclaimed, bro. I ain't never seen nothing like that high, bro. That shit was fire. Beginning to end, bro. Kick out to kick out. 
that shit was just just awesome, man. Just awesome. It, we just wanted the acclaim to win so bad, and they almost kept doing it. Almost. And then they didn't make it, which was super disappointing. And it would... If they won, that probably would have been my moment of the year, to be honest. If they would have won in that match, that would have made my moment of the year. But they fucking lost, man. Which sucked, man. But that match itself was unbelievable, man. Uh, one thing that it always puts, that always to me is a big factor in, in a match of the year to me. Not only the crowd, but the feel behind it. Does not matter? You know what I mean? Like, I like those Briscoe and FTR matches, but they don't really matter to me. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. So, it, I couldn't put them even as my runner-up, man. But this match mattered, man. Not only were we there live, which just elevated it tenfold, but even just looking at it was just amazing, man. It has to be my match of the year, man. Through and through, loved every bit of it, man. And we do share the same runner-up, with anarchy in the arena, man. Dope ass match. Fucking fun as hell, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, fucking bro. I'm sorry. It just had to be done, bro. And anarchy in the arena. It was just, it was fun. It was pure fun, man. You don't see shit like that, man. Um, good version of a fun, goofy, just faction match, man. I loved it, man. Like it really solidified the JS as being good. Because when they first started, I thought they were going to be fucking ass. I, th- I thought I was going to hate that group. Yeah. And they, they're one of my favorite parts about AEW, man. At least the core members. Definitely not the additions. 100%. But, um, great match, man. Solidified them. And fucking awesome, man. Fucking awesome, man. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Great choices. Great choices, man. Um, For both of us, dude. Uh, Yeah great great year and yeah man it it has really just been a great year in match quality for uh for um it's really been a great year in match quality for professional wrestling man and like i said man these are matches that mattered these were matches that we felt emotionally uh into invested into man so unfortunately logan unfortunately you know this uh unfortunately they couldn't (laughs) They couldn't win. They couldn't win. Uh, FTR and the Briscoes couldn't win. But to be honest, man, those those matches are great. I watched all of them. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't feel emotionally into them. Like especially even with this Acclaim match, no. man. We um, you know, me and you, me and you've loved the Acclaim for for a long time, for a long time, man. So, yeah. and arguably, beat to beat, some of these other matches could be better. And I could probably even say are better than this match, but it's the care and the emotion that made it the match of the year for me. No question. No question, man. Um, by the way, what is going on, Rage? How's it going? Thank you for stopping by. What's up, Rage? Well, how was that live event? So you went to the live event. I see I you went to fun. that live event, man. I hope you had fun. I hope you had fun. It's crazy. I would need to ask, when was the last time you went to a WWE live event? Because, man, for us, it's Shit. been 2019. It's been three years we went to a WWE event. <laughs> Fucking war games, 2019. God damn. Hey, the way this company's no, going, man, the way this company's going, man, they lower some of them ticket prices. You might catch us at one of them. Regardless. Yeah, I'm going to pay the normal price. Fuck out of here. Hell no. 
Hell fucking no. Hell. $300 for to AEW, $130 seeds. Get the fuck out of here. What is up, GVO Light? What's going on, man? I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. Think I have this mixed up with someone? I don't think I know Robbie. I don't think I know Robbie either, man. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Robbie. Uh, I don't think. I don't think I know Robbie. Um. Reg- <laughs> regardless. Anyways. Uh, next, we're moving on to Career Resurgence of the Year, man. These are your honorable mentions for Career Resurgence of the Year. We uh, got to give it to Bray Wyatt and William Regal. These are your two honorable mentions for Career Resurgence of the Year, man. Now moving on to the actual list. Career Resurgence of the Year. The first nominee goes to FTR. Rhea Ripley. Seamus Cody Rhodes, Daddy Ass, Billy Gunn, Sami Zayn, Claudio Casagnoli, Chris Jericho, Keith Lee, and Finn Balor. Man, a lot of great, a lot of great career resurgences this year. But with that, the career resurgence of the year for both of us is unanimous across the board. Because it goes to none other than the GOAT himself, Chris Jericho. We all know, bro, Chris Jericho unanimously, for me, wins career resurgence of the year. Bro, Chris Jericho had such a shit run last year, bro. He had such a bad year last year. The matches were the matches sucked. The storylines dragged. It was just shit. I remember last year he started his feud with Eddie Kingston too, where he tried getting his GFY catchphrase over. Go fuck yourself. Oh How bad did Chris Jericho have it last year? Now I see you guys saying Sami Zayn and Finn Balor. The reason they didn't get it for me is because these guys, although they had a career resurgence, they had great career resurgence. As Finn Balor said on Monday, when he lost the U.S. title, everybody was calling for the guy just to be released so he didn't have to sit around in a cesspool of nothing. Sami Zayn, we were all saying, should have went to AEW in the beginning of the year. What was it this year? Was the Gia? Well, I know he's. I know he started his feud with Eddie at the end of last year. I know that for a fact. But yeah. then they both got injured, so it could have been postponed to this year. But, dude, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, oh no, sorry, that's not what I was saying. Sami Zayn and Finn Balor, their runs to prominence really started midway through the year. So that is why they didn't get the of the year thing for me, because one of the hardest things about doing this is looking at the year in an entirety, right? So Mm -hmm. you have to put your mind back into how you thought in February and stuff like that. So, um, but for me, unanimously, this goes to Chris Jericho from top to bottom 
fucking fantastic. He had one of the one of the great matches of Revolution with Eddie Kingston. He had my runner up for match of the year with Anarchy in the Arena. He formed the Jericho Appreciation Society, which was has been fantastic even with the additions he has managed to make it fantastic and he has managed to somehow some way spin seven plates at once and as he says man uh and it is just bro it has just been an amazing year for Chris Jericho. The amount of matches that he has had, the match with Ishii from not too long ago, his matches with Claudio, blood and guts. You talk about his matches with Brian Danielson. You talk about his six-man tag from Forbidden Door. I mean, my God, man. He opened the show at Forbidden Door, and it was a fucking incredible match. Chris Jericho, he became the Ocho this year, and he is my Uno for career resurgence of the year, man. What a tremendous year for Chris Jericho. And I hope he has just a, just as great as a year in 2023 as he had in 2022. Excellent across the board. And to think that this guy is over the age of 50 is wild, man, because he... Wins for me career resurgence of the year and my runner-up goes to none other than gay cody rhodes man cody rhodes wins career uh, career resurgence runner-up because for those of you who have been watching us for a while i hated cody rhodes last year cody rhodes was cody rhodes just I don't. I didn't know if I was watching Cody Rhodes or MLK every time this fucking guy came out to the <laughs> ring, man. I mean, the, the, this guy, man. I mean, this guy was just so he he just he just tried to play the good guy act so hard, and it just came off so unnatural and so awful. And this year, it was a complete 180 from the jump, man. Even his stuff in AEW, his beach break ladder match with Sammy Guevara was. One of the great ladder matches of the year. And then his promo before that. uh, His promo before that. Calling out the developmental and all that. Um, Dude, such great shit. And then the return at WrestleMania. um, Won uh, runner-ups on both of my categories, man. And even actual winners on Cirque's categories, man. So... It has just been a great year. He had one of the trilogies of the year with Seth Rollins, one of the great trilogies out of the year, and it is just it has just been fantastic. It has been a fantastic year for Cody Rhodes, man. And that is why he gets my runner up for career resurgence of the year alongside Chris Jericho, man. Definitely, man, definitely my winner. Same return, man. Chris fucking Jericho, man. I mean, bro. Hey, he had such an abysmal year last year, but this year, man, was fucking amazing, man. From the matches alone, we put him on this list, but his booking, he built himself great this year, man. JAS is 10 times better, in my opinion, on the inner circle, man. At least it's core members. Obviously, like we keep saying, the additions blow, but that, I don't even fucking count them at this point. But, man, JAS is awesome. Oh shit! Oh yeah, I had to put the mic closer. My bad. My bad. I realized it was crossed that way. My bad. But um, fuck, man. I mean, it was just a great year for him. It was just a great year from the matches to the faction to the booking, man. 
awesome, awesome year for Chris Jericho and very memorable in the shit he's done, man. And crazy to think at his age, he's putting on those matches and those storylines, man. And it's it's been great, man. It's been great. And my runner-up is Sami Zayn, man. If you would have asked me earlier this year what I think Sami Zayn would be resurgence of the year, I'd laugh in your face, bro. Bro was horrible at the beginning of the year, man. With that fucking what was the what was his nickname? The Great Liberator. Dude, in his feud with Johnny Knoxville. Did oh my god, he did. Dude, it was the embarrassment of that show, man. And cut to end of the year, man. He's one. Of the, he is the best part about fucking WWE currently, man. He's hilarious. He brought the bloodline to be a good group, man. Crazy to think, but fucking awesome, man. Definitely deserves that runner-up spot, but my winner had to be Jericho. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Chris Jericho, the Ocho. Cheers to a fantastic year from one of my goats, man. One of my goats in my top five, man. So he is uh he 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 has been that guy this year. He has been that guy, and I hope he continues to be that guy, man, because it has been a tremendous year for him. So Hats off to the Ocho, man. The unanimous yeah. Notorious Seals podcast career resurgence of the year winner, man. So with that, moving on to the women's superstar of the year. We got Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Jamie Hayter, Thunder Rosa, Liv Morgan, Athena, Becky Lynch, Tony Storm, Mandy Rose, and Chris Statlander, man. And with that, the winner for Women's Superstar of the Year for me. This is a very hard one, and I know a lot of you are going to look at me so fucking sideways for choosing her. But my winner for Women's Superstar of the Year goes to none other than the EST, the current Raw Women's Champion, the female John Cena, Bianca Belair. Now look. I know I'm very critical of Bianca Belair's character and how she's booked, but I will have to say she is being booked good. It's just not Mm -hmm. how I would book her, right? So, so... You know she she is being booked good. It's it's just a little nauseating for for me uh, because it is just a little too much at this point. And also, and also, um, she, you know, her character has grown uh, completely stale in my opinion. But it's not it's it's not the worst thing in the world. The reason Bianca gets this award for me is because she has had an incredible incredible body of work throughout the year in terms of her match quality, her ladder match with Bailey, all of her matches with Bailey or even the ones against damage control have been fire. Her matches or both of her matches with Becky Lynch have been incredible. I mean, she is just, she has just been so good, man. She has just been so good in terms of her match quality. And she, uh, she has been on top of the women's division, man. And she has been killing it this year. I will have to say, man, um, regardless on how I feel about her super Cena booking or regardless on how I feel about regardless on how I feel about her, her character, uh, running a little stale in terms of match quality out of all the women, out of all the women in, um, 
in wrestling. She has she has killed it uh, every time, and and she's been great and stepped up to the plate in terms of her match quality, man. So for that, I have to give her my women's superstar of the year, and for the runner up, I have to give it to none other than Dominic's mommy, Rhea Ripley, man. She's gonna she's about to go bail him out of jail. Because he's not going to survive in there. But look, man, on a real note, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley has been such an integral part of uh, intricate part of the Judgment Day. And she is just, she has been fucking great. She was up for career resurgence of the year. She was a nominee. And my God, she last year was so stale. She had one of the worst Raw Women's Championship runs ever. And to go from that to this year where a lot of people want to see her win the Royal Rumble and dethrone Bianca Belair, that is something pretty damn cool, man. Rhea Ripley has done so good for herself. And and, and I am very happy with her proud of uh, her body of work um, throughout the year, man. Her character work ha- has uh, has grown significantly. Her her in ring work is has always been great. Rhea Ripley's fantastic, man. She has been fantastic, and she gains uh, she gets my women's superstar of the year uh, runner up, man. Definitely, man. She is my women's superstar of the year, man. I would have gave it to Bianca, man, but that booking was just too too fucking bad, man. Just too bad. But um, Rhea Ripley, man, she was cool. She was one of the only cool women. For a majority of the year, man. Cool matches, man. But just just being an interesting person, man. And really being one of the best parts about the Judgment Day, man. And this Dominic stuff is just hilarious, man. But um, wasn't a great year for women's wrestling, man. But she was one of the standout, man. She had a great year. And I really hope that she can be on the, on the list again next year, man. Um, and I hope she gets a good win at WrestleMania next year, man. But um, she's my winner, man. My runner-up. It, it went to Jamie Hayter, man. I mean, all this year, everyone was saying Jamie Hayter's going to be a future star. Can't wait for her to break out. Missed that. And it happened. I didn't think it would have. It happened, man. She broke out. She won the world title, well, women's world title. And it was just fucking awesome, man. In a great match. In a shockingly great match. And in a shocking moment. So definitely, definitely not runner up, but my winner went to Ray Ripley, man. No question about that, man. It really it really goes to show how kind of of a bad year we had for women's wrestling, man. Um please tell me you guys saw yeah, the new Dominic shirt. I did. It is hilarious. It is hilarious, man. It was a very bad year for women's wrestling, man. I mean Bianca Belair won my women's superstar of the year however she was also a nominee for failed run of the year in terms of her character work uh and her booking how it just completely fell flat but man i hope to see the women thrive next year and um yeah man uh so props to bianca belair rhea ripley and jamie Hayter, who all took home awards or runner-up awards from us man so moving on man we got the tag teams of the year the nominees are the Briscoes, the Acclaimed, FTR, the Young Bucks, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis of Aussie Open, Red Dragon, the Usos, Swerve in Our Glory, Ricky Sarks, and Will Hobbs, and Jurassic Express, man. Man, 
interesting year. Interesting, interesting year for the tag teams, man. Um, uh, not too bad of a year. Not too bad of a year for a lot of them. Uh, a lot of those teams had very, very solid years, man. A very, a lot of those teams had very solid years. And with that, my winner for tag team of the year goes to none other than Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler of FTR, man. These guys had a tremendous body of work throughout the years. The matches with the Briscoes. The matches with the Briscoes were absolutely fantastic. These guys were uh these guys were on a failed failed run of the year last year with the Pinnacle. It wasn't FTR, but it was the Pinnacle. We all know uh who was lumped mm-hmm. into that category, that group. Um it was it was against uh you know, they were on failed run of the year last year, man, and they uh they were also another nominee for a career resurgence, man, because last year they sucked. And this year, man, they came out swinging. They had great matches all year round, whether it was Dax versus Cash, whether it was Dax versus anybody on the roster, or whether it was FTR in a tag team situation. These guys really bounced back from what I perceived to be a bad year last year, and they really had a killer year this year, man. And uh, they really got got to sink their teeth into the FTR that we all know they should have been. Uh, from the jump in AEW, man, and they've been great, man. So hats off to them. And my runner-up goes to none other than Platinum Max and Anthony Bowens of the acclaimed. What a breakout year for them! What an awesome year for them! Match of the year winners for me, actually unanimous match of the year winners uh, for the Notorious Seals podcast. Both of them, man. Uh, both of us, you know, gave the acclaimed the match of the year. These guys had a tremendous year. They had a breakout year. Uh, in every which way, these guys were critically acclaimed, man. Fantastic year for them, man. Mm-hmm. And my winner, man, my winner had to go to the acclaimed, man. I mean, they're the fucking acclaimed, bro. They had the breakout year. They were the most interesting tag team for a good chunk of the year, man. Awesome. Awesome year for those two, man. I mean. It, it, it was awesome, man. They they were the biggest part about AEW for at least a couple weeks straight, man. And you love to see that shit, man. Put on great matches, man. They won the world titles. Um, although, uh, in the moment, they should have. They didn't end up winning them, man. And it was awesome, man. Last year, me and you kept wanting to think that these two would win it this year. I didn't think they would. I didn't think and they, they would did, either. Man. In awesome fashion. In awesome fashion, man. So... Definitely my tag team of the year and my runner-up, man. The Young Bucks, man. They're the standard for a great tag team. I didn't put FTR because... I don't know, man. A lot of stuff they they did didn't really matter to me. It just didn't, man. I don't know. They used to be my favorite, man, a couple years ago. But I don't know, man. I ain't been feeling it with them, man. But the Young Bucks, definitely, definitely my runner-up. I mean, the fucking Young Bucks, man. But, um... Claimed out to be my winner. The Young Bucks are the standard, and I feel the Young Bucks put. I feel the Young Bucks had one of those years again where not a lot of people get to appreciating them. You know, I feel like they had mm-hmm. another one of those years for sure. But hey, man. So those are our winners for the tag team of the year. Um, those are the winners for tag team of the year, man. Um, FTR. Uh, 
and the acclaimed as a runner up for me and the acclaimed uh for sir k and the runner up for him is the young bucks man so definitely great choices man i definitely i i get where you're coming from i get where you're coming from with ftr because you know it, you know you can look at it you can you can look at it as one thing you can look at it as one thing man uh and that's great matches but you know if you don't if you don't care about a lot of the stuff they're doing nobody can blame you for that and hey man this is our fucking award show so exactly so yeah man totally totally understand that man so with that we're moving on to faction of the year faction of the year honorable mentions Imperium, the D'Angelo family, uh, Tony D'Angelo, Stacks, and Two Dimes, and the Brawling Bruise Man, Seamus, Ridge the Fridge, and Butch. Mm-hmm. So with that, those are your honorable mentions for Faction of the Year. And for the actual list, man, you have Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, Rhea Ripley, and Damian Priest of the Judgment Day. Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia, and Cool Hand Angelo Parker of the Jericho Appreciation Society, William Regal, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson, and Wheeler Yuta of the Blackpool Combat Club, Paul Heyman, Sami Zayn, Jimmy and Jay of the Usos, Roman Reigns, and Solo Sokoa of the Bloodline, Brody King, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Julia Hart of the House of Black, Pac, Ray Phoenix, and Penta El Zero Miedo of Death Triangle, Matt and Nick, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega of the Elite, Electra Lopez, Joaquin Wilde, Cruz Del Toro, and Santos Escobar of Legado Del Fantasma, Aussie Open, um, Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, and Great O'Conn of United Empire, and Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Matt and Nick. Uh, Jackson of the Undisputed Elite. These are your nominees for Faction of the Year. And with that, my winner for Faction of the Year goes to the Blackpool Combat Club, man. The Blackpool Combat Club gets my winner for Faction of the Year. Now, I know a lot of you guys are saying the bloodline. For me... I could not stand the bloodline until after Triple H took over and they really turned the story up with Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa. Uh, Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa um, really breathed new life into the group for me. Um, otherwise, I, I genuinely couldn't stand the group. They grew so stale. They had all the belts. I could not stand them. However, the end of the year stuff give them gives them the runner up because that shit is just goaded. We all know about it. The BCC has been such a consistent group throughout the year. William Regal's promos, uh, John Moxley's promos, John Moxley and Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson's ability to stand up even in the backstage situation and be a locker room leader has been incredible. Claudio Casignoli with a career resurging year. Wheeler Yuta with a breakout year. It doesn't get any more fucking uh um high. It doesn't get it doesn't get more um well what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't get higher. It doesn't get higher up on the list that uh, of it doesn't get um 
higher. Well, Jesus, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't get any more high octane than than what this group did this year, man. Match of the year candidate, um, uh, match of the year runner up for for both of us unanimously for Anarchy in the Arena, a match of the year honorable mention for the Blood and Guts. I mean the this group just this group just this group wrecked havoc this year, man. They had a tremendous year. They had a tremendous year in terms of match quality. Their storylines were good. Brian Danielson's storylines with Daniel Garcia were so good. John Moxley's uh, storylines with CM Punk were so good. John Moxley and MJF, William Regal and MJF, uh, Claudio and Chris Jericho, Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia. Across the fucking board, this group did it for me. This group, throughout the whole year, from the moment the group was created to the end of the year has just put it down and they have they they've done their thing man and for that they get faction of the year for me tremendous year across the board for the blackpool combat club and again my runner-up goes to the bloodline the usos roman reigns Sami Zayn, soul sokoa paul Heyman. man they did some great work this year in the later half of it and yeah man um uh, yes, definitely, man, definitely. So I got to give it to the Bloodline. Great work, great work for the Bloodline, man. Uh, tremendous, tremendous work. Definitely, man, definitely. And my, we have the same winner and winner up, man. The BCC, man. The Bloodline, man. They're, they've been good the last like three months of the year, but the rest of the year was so abysmal. I, I, I can't. It, it goes to show how good they've been the last couple months that they were the runner up, but. They cannot win it yeah. for me just solely because of that half of the year. And the winner, the Black Bull Combat Club, man, they're fucking cool. Um, all the members are great. Logo, iconic, bro. One of my favorites. I got all the merch. Merchandise is awesome. The, the presentation is awesome. They got it all, man. In terms of everything a faction I want, they are it, man. Like Logan said, they do do individual stuff. But that's what I like. How it's not all just we have to do this faction versus this faction twenty four seven. They could do their own thing, definitely. which is nice, man. They're definitely my winner, man. And bloodline, due to that fucking half of the year, or my runner up. Absolutely, no question about it, man. But yes, the BCC. I like how they were able to venture off, and, and you know, because the goal is not being the best group. The goal is to be the best professional wrestlers. And if you guys are mm-hmm. all the best professional wrestlers, you guys will unanimously be the Dude, best group. Shit. I mean, if you see this image above my head, where right here, if you see this image, they're draped in gold, man. John Moxley's got two world championships. Claudio's got a world title. Wheeler's got a uh, ROH pure title. I mean, that is what the group set out to do uh, from the moment they were created. And they did just that, and they fucking killed it this year, man. Across the board, uh, the BCC had their fingerprints on a, on a lot of AEW's great work throughout the year, and for that, they get um, they get the uh, runner-up. They get, or sorry, they get the faction of the year for me and Sir K unanimously across the board, and the Bloodline get, you know, like Sir K said, for the last half for the Triple H takeover part of it. Um, they, for the last half of the year, they get runner up and that's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. they managed to get runner up. Um, but moving on to the men's 
Superstar of the Year, the final category for this award show, the Men's Superstar of the Year. The honorable mentions go to Dax Harwood, Wheeler Yuta, and Will Ospreay. All these guys, man, Dax had a tremendous year in terms of singles, man. Wheeler, Breakout, and Will Ospreay is Will Ospreay, is Will Ospreay man. So moving on to cool. our actual Men's Superstar of the Year list. Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, MJF, Roman Reigns, Hangman Adam Page, Sami Zayn, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, CM Punk, and Brian Danielson. Hell yeah. All right, man. And with that, my men's superstar of the year goes to none other than... John Moxley. John Moxley is men's superstar of the year for me. Dude, this man shouldered this company on his back. Well, on his shoulders. He shouldered the company. He put the company on his back for majority of the year, man. As soon as Punk went down in June, dude, it is... It has been insane what John Moxley has done with this company, bro. He went from he went from honestly, John Moxley was supposed to just probably have a chill year and mainly mm-hmm. fo- focus on the Blackpool Combat Club stuff, do some cool faction stuff, kind of like he's doing now. And uh, a wrench got thrown into it, man. Punk got hurt. Yep. Punk got hurt, man. John Moxley stepped up, became the interim AEW World Champion. He went on to have a pretty decent feud with Chris Jericho through the summer. Then he went on to have, then he went on to have a uh, pretty decent, kind of short feud with CM Punk. There was that one booking hiccup in there, and um, John Moxley. John Moxley was, uh, and that's that's another thing, man. He was there every single week, man. He was there every single week, and he killed it. He had a he had a uh, he had a pretty good feud with Chris Jericho. Like I said, good feud to CM Punk, minus that one booking hiccup, that minute match. Uh, great match at All Out. Great match at Forbidden Door. Great match at Revolution before he was even champion. Mans was supposed to go on vacation. Had to say fuck his vacation. Because of stuff that went was going on in the backstage area of AEW, man. He stepped up as a leader for the company, along with Danielson and Jericho. And he had such a tremendous year. He had such a tremendous year. John Moxley stepped up. He put MJF over. Uh, now he's working on doing some faction stuff with Claudio and Wheeler Yuta, so that I can... Uh, that I can uh, absolutely love to see, and I'm excited to see it, man. But John Moxley, through and through, was the company's ace. He was AEW's ace th- uh, for the year mm-hmm. of 2022, and for that, and for that, John Moxley gets my men's superstar of the year. And for the runner-up, I have to give this to Seth freaking. Rollins, man. Seth Rollins, bro. Uh, Dude. This, you know, I always say, you know, when you can make yourself look great, you're very good. But when you can make other people look good, you are great. 
And Seth Rollins managed to do that and keep a level of legitimacy in Vince McMahon's regime in WWE. And it was insane to see he was he managed to keep his credibility and to not be buried through what it seemed like Vince McMahon almost kind of given up on him. Um, exactly. And kind of just using him as what we would call him gatekeeper Seth. He became gatekeeper Seth, man, but he still managed to make everybody else look good. He managed to put so many people over and he never lost an ounce of credibility because of how good he is. And he uh, managed to capture the U.S. title this year, man, and put on bangers of matches all fucking year. Seth Rollins really did WWE a really good service this year. And I really hope uh, come 2023... We could be talking about Seth Rollins winning a lot more championships, man, in in the company. Because if there's a guy who deserves it, a guy who played gatekeeper wrestler all year, it was Seth Rollins, man. He deserves it to run through. And therefore, he wins my runner-up for men's superstar of the year, man. And John Moxley takes the cake for the men's superstar of the year. Hell yeah, man. We have the same. Both winner and runner-up, man. John Moxley, man. He put the company on his back. He had, I think he said he had, what, a 30-minute vacation until it was decided that he's going to fucking take the title. Man, put the company on his back. Well, whether it was the Black Bull Combat Club stuff or the solo title stuff, man was on top the whole year, man. Through and through, put this company on his back, backstage, on screen. It's It's got to be Mox, man. It's got to be Mox. He's one of the coolest guys You'll see, man. He's one of my favorites. My men superstar of the year, man. Cool. He's part of my faction of the year. Everything, man. Everything around Moxley is gold. And he had the gold. And there's a reason. He's, what, three-time champ? I think. Yeah. Three-time champ, bro. Three-time fucking champ. He deserves it, man. He's three-times champ for a reason. He had that type of year, man. We in. We have the same runner-up, man, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, he put the company on, on his back, in the, not in the same way as Mox, but in the same sense. Although it wasn't in a title situation, it was a roster situation. He put that damn roster on his back, bro. He was putting on bangers with anybody that was coming in, man. Anybody that was there, Seth Rollins is your... He was the ace of WWE just for wow. his level of work. He put in for the company, man, whether it was for the guys coming in or just people that were on the roster not doing much, man. He did right, and he did amazing with everybody, man. And I'm happy to see that two of my favorite S.H.I.E.L.D. members, my men of the year, man. But my runner-up went to Seth like yours, and mine went to Moxley, man. Yeah, man, and this is so cool. I seen Bell said too here. Uh, it's it's so crazy that this is the year of their ten year anniversary. Ten years later, they Literally. win men's superstar of the year and oh, runner up top. for the category. Um, just a tremendous year, just a tremendous year in professional wrestling, man. Honestly, Seth Seth really did put this company on his back, um, and he really did s- some great work. He put this roster on his back. Really, and again, he did oh, WWE yeah, a huge, huge service here. Um, 
and and I can hope that they can repay him for that, man. But yes, yeah, so these are all your winners for the 2022 year end award show, man. What an awesome show. We always knock it out of the park with this. I hope you guys enjoyed the show from the looks of it. It looks like you guys did. Let us know what you guys think, man. But yes, I thank you guys so much. This has been another great success. This is uh, one of our favorite shows out of the year to do. Well, honestly, probably one of my personal favorite shows um, to yeah. do. Uh, I love doing the year-end award. I love making all the, the collages and the pictures for it, man. It's, it's genuinely genuinely a great, great time. Genuinely yeah, a great yeah. time, man. And I'm glad to hear that you guys liked uh, the awards thank show, man. Guys. And thank you guys for chiming in and letting us know your winners, too, because your opinion matters as well, man. And, um, yes, I, I love hearing your guys' winners as well, man. So, mm-hmm. Yes, but that was the year of of wrestling, man. Such a great year, such a great year, and I hope and I think we're in store for some bigger things in 2023 if Triple H manages to keep hold of the company all year. Triple H really saved WWE for the year-end awards because if he wasn't, it probably wouldn't it probably would have been a lot of the same as uh, last year, a lot of AEW winners. Um Exactly. I mean, this year, I mean, this year, don't get me wrong, you get a lot of AEW winners, but there's also a lot of WWE winners as well, man. And with that, man, that is going to do it for this edition, the 2022 edition of the Year End Award. So we will see you guys on the other side in 2023, 2023 for the Year End Awards. Next year, man, it's going to be awesome, and I'm so excited to see... um, I'm so excited to see what uh, what we have in store for these winners for next year, man. It's going to be interesting, but we Hell will yeah. definitely recap the year of the Notorious Eels podcast uh, on Friday with the New Year's edition of the news, man. But thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so very much for hanging out with us. And thank you guys for sticking with us through the long preview on Monday. But we had a nice little shorter, Hell enjoyable yeah. episode here today for you guys, man. So with that... That is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast, man. That is going to do it for another great edition, another successful edition of the 2022 Year-End Awards. And it has been always, always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And I, uh, Sir K. And that is going to do it for this edition of the 2022 Year-End Awards. Let us know if you guys like us coming on on the Wednesdays, man. It has been pretty cool, actually. And with that... Please like, comment, and subscribe, and we will see you guys on Friday with the New Year's edition of the news. Peace.
summer jet black ninja coming where you at that surrender kept inside the ring you the number one contender looking cold booty like your pussy in december make a stop bitching button up your lip with my method all you getting is the can of ass whipping hey i'll be kicking you son you doing all the yapping acting as if it can't happen your butt ain't got me mad enough to touch something yo uncle Shallon, alan ain't afraid to bust something so what you want nigga I got a six shooter and a horse named Trigger. It's rib 94, rugged raw. Kicking on your goddamn doors. Like Fuck.